Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Yes, good morning. How are you guys doing? Encounter Church, I love to be here. I love you guys as pastor, Pastor Jared and Heather. They are so amazing. And Aaron, where is Aaron? Is he here? Yeah, I love you, man. Mary did great. You guys are so good, cool people. I love that. Dylan is here, one of my favorites. Dylan from New Jersey, I just love him. Uh, Encounter Church, I have such a good word for you. Uh, you guys ready for that? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I need to explain. Normally, I don't have this kind of a beard, but it's been 27 days since I saw my electric shaver the last time. That was before we moved. So I've been actually trying to find it a couple of times, but I don't find it. So that's why I have this beard. Um, we'll see what happens when I find my shaver. But anyway, I wanted to just explain what you just saw here quickly on the screen. Me and my wife. Where you can, you can see my wife Gabrielle there and my daughter Leona, they're here today. But we just love, our passion is to go to the unreached people groups. To people that have never heard about Jesus before. So that is what we are doing a couple of times per year. So what you saw in the clip was us going to, to, to India and to different places where people have never heard about Jesus. And, and so that's just our passion. So if you ever want to come with us, one time we're going to Pakistan here in just two months. And then in India next year again. Feel free to do that. Pastor Jared has been with us. Dylan has been with us. Uh, they just love it. So, so that's what we love to do. So a lot of what I do is just praying and going to the unreached people groups. That's what me and my wife love to do. Uh, but also, uh, I'm the director for the ministry school, just like Mary mentioned here. Uh, so the ministry school is, is just an amazing uh, one-year-long program where you, you, it's an SOS mission, SOS branch school where you can come and just, just get the word of God more and, and we'll train you and we'll send you out and we'll take a mission trip together. It's just a life-changing year. And I could stand here and talk about this for, for many hours, believe me, and I'll do it from my heart because it changed my life. 13 years ago, I went to the ministry school uh, back in Stockholm, uh, where I'm from, Sweden. Uh, I went to that ministry school, and it changed my life. And I have my good friend Scotty that's here. He's, he's from Pennsylvania, but he also went to that Bible school a couple of years ago in Sweden. It changed his life. So, you know, it's not just something I say because I have to. I say it because it, I really believe in it. And I would love to see you in that ministry school if you want to. And we can talk more about that after this service. I do have a, a short clip here, but I just want to skip that today. I can tell you all about the ministry school after this service. But I want to go straight into that, the, the, the ministry time. Is that okay? Because I have a word burning in my heart. Is that okay? Yeah, that is good. Uh, if you switch the, the slide here to, to, my, to my preaching, this is, is my title, the, the message today. Now, faith is. I want to talk to you about faith. The last few, few weeks, I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading in, in, in 2 Kings, and I've stayed in a couple of chapters there when it comes to the prophet Elisha and the miracles that, that he was part of, that he was um, doing together with the Holy Spirit. And there are so many things that we can learn from that. So I wanted to just give you 
you and, and your church an injection of faith. Is that okay? I have seven things that I want to bring up to you very quickly here today. And I believe the power of God will come upon you. And as I've been sitting every morning and reading about this, I, I look back in my life and I've seen when I've taken, taken these, these things that I'm going to share with you today, when I've taken them to heart and I've acted on them acted on them and, and, and things have happened in my life. So I want to go through a couple of Elisha's miracles together with you. But let's first read a couple of verses. Let's go to the next slide. It says in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That is such an amazing word of God. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I want you to understand here in the beginning that faith is not something that you have to feel crippled about. Okay? Faith is not something that you need to come up with. Faith is something that is deposited by God into every human being. So there's no one, regardless of how you have lived your life, how you are living your life, what you are thinking about, what you're not thinking about, how good you feel each morning. It has nothing to do with that. Faith is something that God has said, I've placed in everyone, according to the Bible. So we don't have to, we don't have to frustrate ourselves. We don't have to pressure, you know, put pressure on ourselves. You have faith in your life. Maybe you think you have not, but you do, okay? So faith. Is, is being sure of things we do not see. You know, there's this classic slogan, faith is, you know, seeing is believing. No, that's not true according to the word of God. Seeing is not believing. Seeing is knowledge, okay? Faith is when you, when you believe, you know, in your heart of what you haven't seen yet. And that is what we're going to talk about today. There's one more scripture I wanted to, to give you as a foundation here before we move in. Uh, to these seven points and it's from Romans 10 and 10 for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved okay so I want to talk to you today because I know when when, when someone says we're going to talk about faith people are some, some people are, are, are getting uncomfortable because there is there is such a condemnation uh, on people when, when, when we are bringing up faith but you know, we're not condemning anyone today. Jesus wants to set you free today. Faith is the best subject in the word of God. Because it's for everyone. And God wants to use everyone. And the real faith is what it says here. It's the faith that comes from your heart. Okay? Some people, they are speaking so many bold things. And they are shouting out things. And, and, and then you can tell by the way they live that, that there is nothing that can back that up. Okay, so we're not going to talk about flaky faith today. We're going to talk about faith that is from your heart. Is that okay? Number one, we're going to look at 2 Kings chapter 4 and one, verse 1 through 7. I will not read this to you because I have so many scripture today. Let me just share this story. This is just a wonderful story how, how Elisha is, is meeting a, a widow who has two sons. And this widow is so scared now because the creditor has come to her house and says, you know, you have so much debt 
So if you don't pay it right now, I'm going to take your two sons as slaves. So this lady, she is paralyzed, struck by fear, desperate, and she runs to the prophet Elisha and says, what am I supposed to do? And the prophet says, what do you have in your house? She says, I have nothing. I, I just have a small, tiny bit of oil in a jar. That's the only thing I have. Then Elisha says, well, then go and borrow some jars from your friends and neighbors. Don't ask for a few. Ask for a lot. And go into your house, close the door, and start to pour the oil in the jars. And she did exactly what Elisha told, told her. And she, she grabbed all these jars with her sons, and they poured oil. And the oil didn't stop, like it didn't cease, but they poured jar after jar after jar was full. And then all of a sudden, the last one was filled, and the lady said, we still have oil, give me another one. We don't have any more, the son said. And all of a sudden... The oil flow stopped. They came back to Elisha and said, this is what happened. This is a miracle. What am I supposed to do now? Now sell it and give back what you owe and then live on the rest. That is the whole story. I love that story. But my, my first point is don't settle for the average. Prepare for much. Okay? I want to say that to you right now. The, the, the currency in the kingdom of God. You know what that is? That is faith. Listen here, she prepared for some. She borrowed some jars, even though Elisha said, don't, don't, don't borrow a few, get a lot. She got a few of them, and the oil was, was, was enough to fill all of them, and it was even more, but since she didn't have jars, the oil stopped. That means that the Holy Spirit, if he has told you something, you should go ahead and prepare for much. You know, actually, what, 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 what you have faith for in your heart, that is what God aims to do in your life. So the more you prepare, the more God wants to do. Um, I, I, I really want to say this. Um, what are you standing in faith for? You have to close your eyes if you have to, but just say, what am I standing in faith for? There could be so many different things. Someone is standing in faith for a new job that works better with their schedule. Someone is standing in faith for to meet the, their new spouse, you know. Someone is standing in faith for to go to a different country. Someone is standing in faith for that, for that. What are you standing in faith for? Prepare for much. I'm standing in faith for different things all the time, but I'm standing in faith for, for the salvation of the nation of India and Pakistan. Oh, that is almost too much. I know it's, it's, it's around 1.5 billion people, but I'm going to prepare for much. I don't want ever that oil to stop flowing. It, it, is, it is almost a little bit silly when I speak it out, but that's what I'm standing in faith for. And I'm going to prepare my life to see that come to, to, to fruition. Okay, that is what I am going to do. You know, don't settle for the average. I love that. You know, it's almost like, do, do you know how much God loves faith? He loves faith. He's, he's getting excited by your faith. He's not really care. He doesn't really care about your, you, you, you know, what happens really. He just gets excited by your faith. It's almost like if there is someone that is new saved. You know, when they start to pray, God wants to do everything for them just because of their faith. And sometimes it's like a new saved. It's like, I have so many enemies. God, just strike them down. And I believe that, of course, God will not do that. But in his heart, he's like, I love that. 
I love his faith. I, I can't do it, of course. You know, I have to follow my own, you know, my own book and my own nature. But I love that bold faith. Can you see? God loves faith. It's almost like, you know, if, if you're a dad and, and, and you let your son do martial arts training, he wants to become a UFC fighter. And one day the principal calls from the office and says, you have to come down to the school right now. Your son has broken the nose of someone else because he's, he's arranging fights, you know, during the school breaks and stuff like that. And you run down to the office and you sit there with the principal and you say, I'm so mad at my son. I'm going to give him so much punishment. I, this is totally unacceptable acceptable oh no I'm gonna deal with this he can't go around and hit people you walk out of the office yeah can't say it out loud but yeah my son come on he has a good hook God loves faith so don't settle for the average yeah number two this is found in second kings 4 chapter chapter 4 and 8 through 37 and it says guard your faith uh, guard your miracle in faith this is another story uh, the, the prophet he was traveling in a, in, a, in a country called uh, Shunem one time and he came across this couple that he started to become friends with so every time he, he, he traveled there they took care of him they hosted him and this this lady she she loved the ministry of Elisha and the man of God so much so she, she said to her husband build build a guest room on our roof for him so he always can stay here and bless us and we'll take care of him so that's what Elisha did every time he was there he met with them he stayed in their house and one day he was there with his with his friend and he said what can we do for this couple get that lady in and I'll ask her what we can do for her because she's been taking care of us so she came in and she basically said I, I'm good I have everything I need okay but when they were alone again Elisha said is there not really anything we can do for her and the servant said well she, she has no child ch children can we give her can we do something about that so Elisha brought her back in and said next year when I come at this time you're gonna have a son and she, she was laughing she's old and her husband is old and she's like oh don't 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 get those ideas into me and my husband no 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 they came back the next year she had a son the miracle was there wonderful the years you know went went on and and after a few more years they came back but this time something happened to that miracle son he was out playing something happened with his head and he just fell down he died on the spot this lady she brings her son and she puts her son in the guest room where the prophet used to live you know where he ever wherever he whenever he comes around he stays there she puts him on the bed and she runs out to go to the prophet as soon as possible and she cries out to the prophet my son is dead help me and the prophet Elisha rushes out to the house and he he revives the son again with the power of God that story but you know sometimes when we have been standing in faith for a miracle we are shocked when we have seen the miracle happen we are shocked when the enemy is trying to attack the miracle again what are you doing enemy uh, this is my miracle why are you attacking it well that's the nature of the enemy he's called a thief because he always tries to steal things let me 
practically tell you an example. When I pray with people to healing, sometimes I always, before I'm letting them go, if they receive their healing, I'm telling them, you know, now you have to, now you have to fight for this healing. Don't just let it go because the, the enemy wants to steal what you have received now so just remember that every morning start to thank Jesus that you are healed and start to fight to remain healed oh okay okay but people are still shocked I'm telling you you have to fight for your miracle fight in faith to guard your miracle what has happened to you what what, what miracles have you received have you received a house have you received a family uh, you, you've asked for for a husband for a wife for many years and then you get married and then it's rocky yes but you have to fight different things like you have to fight for your miracle i love that guard your miracle in faith you strike back you know prophet the prophet Elisha had a spiritual dad his name was Elijah Elijah was also this crazy man of God Elijah he did all these things he was walking close to God but in the end of his ministry he was up on a big mountain facing 450 prophets that wanted to kill him and they were shouting his name. They were after him and he challenged them. And he said, I'm challenging you. My God is stronger than your God. You, you prepare fire and you ask God, your God, to light it up. And I will do the same and we'll see what happens. Those 450 prophets of Baal, they danced and worshipped the whole day. Nothing happened. Then Elijah got up and he said, God, strike this place with fire right now. And all of a sudden the fire came. That victory enormous that was the peak of his ministry he's standing there on that mountain facing 450 prophets and he's just glowing because he's walking with God that was the biggest thing that happened in his ministry just like the day after he's being threatened by a lady lady ruler in that area and she says I'm going to find that prophet and I'm going to kill him. That is the day after. And when he hears that, his whole life is, 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 is like stopping. He's, he's, he's standing still in fear. He's gripped by, he's controlled by fear. And he's running away from this lady. He's running away from everything and he's hiding out in the desert where, where, where you know, no one can find him. So the day before, he's fighting 450 prophets of Bob. And the day after, he's running away from one lady ruler that says she's going to kill him. What happened? You know, she, he needed to guard his miracle. Just because he had a miracle doesn't mean that, you will, you, that, that thing will never be touched. You just need to know that. Hmm? this is my miracle no one is taking this away from me there is no enemy that will take this away from me if they strike I will strike back can you see when I pray with people to baptism in the Holy Spirit they have a breakthrough then I before I, I let them go I always say you know what what's going to happen this this afternoon this evening the enemy is going to say nothing happened what do you think this is just phony things I always tell him that's what is going to happen. He's going to say like that. But when you hear that, you're just going to you're just going to worship Jesus even more. So I prepare them for that. And then I hear the stories. It happened what you said, Samuel, but I fought back. Yeah, you need to guard your miracle. What is your miracle? Maybe you've you've 
maybe you've received a baby. Yeah? It's a miracle baby. You guard that in faith. Yeah, it's a miracle from God. Hallelujah. Guard your miracle in faith. Number three. This is a great story. Naaman. Naaman, uh, he, he was a he was a high-ranking official in in the in actually in the in the enemy the enemy of Israel. He was suffering by leprosy, and he has nothing that could help him. And 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 in his house, he has a servant that says that there is actually a prophet in Israel that can help you, but you just have to go there. And he says, I'm going to go there immediately. He gets, a, he gets a letter from his king. And he goes out with his caravan, camels, everything, people, gifts. He's super rich, this man. He's, he's, he's a high-ranking military leader. He comes to the house of Elisha. And in his mind, he has, he has painted up a picture of how this will happen. Oh, the big man of God will come out and salute me and my caravan. And he will go around and he will splash water on us and perform different dances and things. And all of a sudden, I will be healed. And I will give him some gifts. And I will go back in victory into my country all, all healed. But when he comes to the prophet's house, the prophet is sleeping on the couch. And he wakes up and sends out his servant and says, just go and dip yourself in that river over there seven times and you will be fine. So the servant comes out and says, just go and dip yourself in the river. You will be fine. That's what the man of God says. And this Naaman, he gets so offended. What? Who does he think I am? I have better water in my country. If he wanted me to take a bath, I could have done it there. I will not do this. This is crazy. I was expecting him to. He doesn't even come out to greet me. What is this? And they return back. Someone brave in his caravan rode up on the donkey to him probably and said, Hey, sir, just one small thought, please. Don't kill me. But if he would have asked you to do something really hard, wouldn't you have done that? This gets Naaman to think. And he goes to the river and he dips himself seven times. And all of a sudden he's healed. Swallow your pride. Sometimes it is so simple to receive from God. We have just made it very hard. You know that God loves to give grace. He loves to give freedom. It is just us. We need to receive it in a way. A new thought. You need a new thought here today. Maybe you're standing in faith for something, but you haven't really realized that God has already given it to you. You just have to walk in it. Mm. Mark chapter 5 is one, another story that I just love about this lady that has been suffering for 12 years. 12 years, every day and every night she's bleeding. She's just running out of her door to meet with Jesus. She swallows all her pride. It doesn't matter. She's desperate. I need a miracle more than I need to look good in front of people. She receives a miracle. But you know, Pharisees that were the probably the, 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 the followers of Jesus that were always there, they never received anything. You know why? Because they were prideful. Prideful. They wanted things on their, their terms. No. Swallow your pride. This is for me as well. Sometimes I need to swallow my pride to receive from Jesus. Number four. I need to fly through these points. But it's okay. 
I love that. I felt this morning that to not, today I just want to teach you a little bit. I want to teach you about faith. I want to stir something up about faith. Okay, Here, here's number four. Circle the problem, be specific and declare. One of these small things that we never really preach about, but Elijah's out there with his prophet team. I love the Bible. His like little prophet club there. They're out there you know chopping wood and stuff like that they're gonna build something all of a sudden one of the small prophets he's 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 losing his axe it's flying down in the water and he's yelling oh no I lost my axe head and I it's not even mine I rented it at Home Depot oh, what am I going to do and Elisha before he asks anything else he says exactly tell me where you lost it but it's water all over. Why do you want to, You need to tell me exactly where it is. So he points just there. So Elijah throws, he throws down a branch. And all of a sudden the axe head of, made of iron is floating up. And he grabs it. I love that. You know what? He's attacking the problem the way it should be attacked. Specific. You know, I'm so sick and tired of this la-la land Christianity. I don't know. Let me explain what that means. You know, sometimes people come up to me and, and they say even to me or to someone else, I need prayer. Oh, absolutely. Let me pray for you. God knows the need. Okay. But I don't. So how can I pray? Oh, don't worry about that. Just pray. God knows. I will not pray. Because if God already knows, then you should be good. Fine. Why do you need me? I, what, how do I even know what to pray for? What if you're praying for something that is illegal how could I know you tell me what you want me to pray for and I will put all my faith into it but don't tell me God knows the need well then you don't need me obviously ah you need to be specific I love the story about Yonggi Shu in, in South Korea he started he has the world's largest Pentecostal church Okay, he started in the 50s. He ran from village to village as a, as a young teenager, you know, saved by Jesus. They didn't have any Bibles there. They had like a few Bibles per, 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 per state, basically. He got hold of a small, uh, like a printout of Matthew's gospel and he learned that, he memorized that. And he was so full of Jesus and love for his people. So he ran from village to village. And he's just standing in the middle and just starting to quote Matthew 1 and 1. If you know Matthew, the first chapter, it's like genealogy. Jesus' genealogy. He just kept going because he didn't know how to preach. And people got saved. And after a while, he was like, I need to do this faster, but I don't have, I need a bike. So he's praying for a bike. God, I need a bike. I need to save my people. They need to hear about you. He's praying and praying and praying. Nothing happens. And now he gets frustrated. And he cries out to God one morning. He says, why haven't you answered my prayer? When it's like a super good prayer. It's for you. I want people to hear about you. Do you know what God says? He says, can't answer your prayer. You haven't told me what color you want. Color of what? Your bike. And he said, okay, I want a red bike. The day after, he has a red bike. The miracle happened. That he always shares when he's preaching. That has become the foundation of his life and ministry. When I need something, I pray. And I pray specific. Because God loves to answer a specific request. Hallelujah. Don't just throw prayers out there. Pray specific. Hallelujah. 
pray specific. Number five, going in for landing here. Close your eyes and start to see. Elisha was out with one of his his, his disciples one day and they are surrounded by an enemy from Aram. Okay, the Aramites are surrounding them, hundreds of thousands. They are up on a mountain. And the, the disciple, the, 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 the follower of Elisha, he, he cries out and he says, They are going to take us, Master. They are going to take us. And Elisha is praying. And all of a sudden he says to his servant, Okay, the miracle will happen. And then he says, God, open up the eyes of my servant so he can see. And all of a sudden like that, the servant looks out again and now he sees the enemies but he also sees the heavenly armies that are surrounding him and Elisha and now he knows we're not alone any longer. Sometimes you just need to close your eyes and see what God is seeing. Can you see that? Uh, you know what faith really is? That is to take a step back, close your eyes and scroll up into the palms of God and see okay. Let's do this your way. That is faith. Oh, faith. God is a God of faith. Do you know that? He works in faith. Hebrew 11, 6 says, if you, if you, you know, faith uh, works. Or, 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 or what is it? Hebrew 11, 6 says. Can someone quote that really quickly? Because I need that. Uh, it, it, without faith, it is impossible. Listen to this. It is impossible to please God without faith. Hebrew 11.6. Why? Because God is a God of faith. Everything God does, he does in faith. He spoke to Gideon. Do you remember Gideon? This tiny little guy that is, is scared that someone will steal his wine. God comes up to him and says, you mighty beast. Woo! You're going to fight. Uh, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. God sees things in faith. Can you see that? God sees things in faith. God created. God, the first thing he said was, be light. The first thing God said in the word of God was faith. Faith. He spoke into darkness and he created faith. God is a God of faith. So, so you know, sometimes we are so, we are so um, frustrated because we don't make progress and our goals are not met. Da, da, da. God, he loves the faith you're putting there. He doesn't really care if you hit that aim or not. He wants you to, but, but he's more like, wow, he did it. That's why he loved Peter so much, even though we don't understand why sometimes. Peter, he's walking on water and then he's drowning and he's doing all these kind of things. But God is just like, he was the only one getting out of the boat. I love him. He fell down and he's doing stupid things pretty often. But I just love the guy. Why? Because he always moves in faith. Can you see that? Number six here. Make a decision. Make a decision. Oh, there were four lepers in a city that was besieged. You know, the, the, they were lepers. They had nothing. The whole city was surrounded by the enemies. Uh, the people in there, they were eating each other to survive. These lepers had nothing to lose. But one day they took a decision. They stepped away and they said, let's go into the enemy army. They might, might kill us. They might let us live. We don't really care because we have nothing to lose. They took a decision. And while they were walking towards the enemy, they were stumbling. They were crippled. They were losing their arms and legs while walking. And they thought, this is crazy. But a few miles away in the enemy camp, the only thing they heard was thunderstorm 
storms and earthquakes. And they said, somebody's coming. The, the Israelite army is coming. Let's run. It was not the Israelite army. It was four lepers without arms. Come on now. Their stumbling, crippling walk, it, it, it made earthquake sounds and thunder sounds. You think that your walk is, is just small and you have nothing and, and you don't really know what to do. If you're walking in faith, I'm telling you, that for the enemy, it sounds like you're an army. Don't ever stop walking. If, 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 if you can't walk, then crawl. If you can't use your arms and use something else, just continue to walk in faith. Last one here, and this is how we're going to end now. And I'm going to have Aaron come here, and we're, we're going to do this very quick. But, but I have the faith that we will release something here. I want you all to stand up. Can you do that? Stand up. And, 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 and I don't know if you've been here before or not, but just close your eyes here for a minute. I want each and every one to close their eyes. You can't see my final point, but let me tell you what it is. It's going to say, claim what is yours claim what is yours there was another story about this lady that lost it all because she had to run away she lost her house she lost everything she came back seven eight years later and she walked straight into the king and said i need to have back what is mine and the king has already been told about her, how she had received miracles and miracles seven, eight years ago. So when she said that, he was already ready for a woman of God to speak to him. So he said, absolutely, I will give it to you because it's yours. Today, you need to claim what is yours. Close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. This will be my only invitation here. And, and I just want you to respond. Um, I want you to close your eyes, but I want you to respond with your hand. I want you to shoot it up in, your, um, in the sky if you want to receive Jesus. But listen to me first. Now you need to claim what is yours. Some are here. You, you, you need to claim joy. Some el someone else, you need to claim freedom. Someone else, you need to claim something that actually belongs to you. But the enemy has stolen it claim what is yours right now and and for some it it means you need to claim that salvation that gift that Jesus has already won 2,000 years ago you just don't you, you you think that you've lost it you think that you're not good enough you don't know you don't understand this religion Christianity let me tell you it's not a religion it's a relationship and he has already done it for you Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago he died on the cross and he he said on the cross before he died it is finished I've already made it yours today though you need to claim it because they killed him but he was only dead for three days Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he's alive today that's why he's here right now okay so I'm gonna count very quickly one two three and I want you to shoot up your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time or if you want to come back to Jesus okay one don't listen to anyone else now don't don't think about anyone else take your own decision right now two be ready with your right hand and three raise it up in the air 
raise it up oh there's there are there I can't see too well but I do see five six hands from where I am okay just quickly I want the whole church to speak after me right now because now we are going to put this whole preaching into practice we are going to do this with authority not from you or from me but from Jesus Christ I want you to believe in every single word that you are going to speak out now are you guys ready the whole church let's say this together okay and I don't want no 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 silent prayer now I want you to speak it from your belly I want the, the I, I want it to resonate I want you to say it to the creditor I want you to say it to the enemy I want you to say it like you mean it not because you feel it maybe but because you know it's the truth because Jesus has done it okay you guys ready say after me father God we can do better father God today I have heard the gospel and Jesus, I believe, I believe in you. Save me, heal me, help me, free me. Put your hands on your heart right now, everyone. Say like this, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you took that decision from your heart, I want you to know that you are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You are set free. Something has happened in your life. Now, before we end here with a song, just I want to pray for you very quickly because I do feel from the Holy Spirit that there are so many people here that one of these points were, were meant more to you than the other one. So I want you to focus on that thing that you need. Someone needs a deliverance. Someone needs to step up in faith someone needs to stop being average someone needs to claim what is yours someone is praying and praying but you haven't circled the prayer you haven't been specific yet oh come on now someone needs to swallow the pride someone just needs to take a step back close your eyes and start to see what God has already given you so right now I pray for encounter church I pray for the leadership I pray for each and every one in here and I speak miracles into existence thank you Jesus Jesus, that you are the God that speaks of what is not yet but you speak of it like it's right there in front of you so we want to do the same so we speak to we speak to problems we circle them we fix on them and we are specific and we are speaking to them and we are claiming what is ours in Jesus name in Jesus name God bless you love you very much let's let's just finish off with worship song Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.